0: What's up, y'all? July 1st, Teddy Roosevelt Show, Friday afternoon. Hopefully you're not listening to this at the airport. Supposed to be airplane Armageddon this weekend. It is insane. Today is Friday, July 1st. I'm looking at an NPR, you know, everyone's favorite news source, from October 14th, 2021. So July to August, September, October, we're talking only 260 Two hundred fifty days ago, um, NPR was actually interviewing the airline, the pilots. They wanted to figure out why all these pilots weren't subjecting themselves to the COVID nineteen vaccine. So, at the time of this, um, at the time of this, uh, this article, and this was also uh, played on the NPR All Things Considered. This was on one of their flagship shows, All Things Considered. Elisa Chang. United Airlines had to put 2,000 employees on unpaid leave while they sought an exemption for the vaccine mandate. And remember, this was all triggered from the Biden administration in late August saying every single business with over 100 employees, they have to mandate the vaccine. Everyone has to get fully vaccinated. So they sort of triggered this, and then the airlines... It was – they didn't have to follow that and then remember it, it got dropped. It got banned. The courts threw it out. It never happened and it's insane the number of businesses still um, here in Texas that are mandating the vaccine. I don't even know if it's legal, if you could take them to court. But let's just keep in mind it was only eight and a half months ago that NPR was doing this story. Gee, I wonder if they'll do a follow-up. Um They had, at the time, a spokesman for the American Airlines uh, Pilots Union, a gentleman by the name of Dennis Tager. And he said 10,000 other pilots were fully vaccinated last October, but 4,000 weren't. So 4,000 out of 14,000. And they're saying, you know, if you have a day coming up where 4,000 pilots aren't in the rotation... Um, that's going to be a problem. And they weren't asking for religious exemption exemptions. These pilots were concerned. The pilot union was concerned about the long-term effects. And you have to keep in mind, um, you know, the, the pilots, a, you can't, you couldn't fly 48 hours after getting the shot because of the potential, uh, short-term side effects. So if there are short-term side effects and there's no long-term studies, On these, like there's never been a long-term study on giving a six-month-old baby two shots of the Moderna shot, 50 micrograms, because it's only been approved and out and they've only done the clinical trials. The shots only existed for a couple years. So it's impossible to know how a six-month-old is going to react in two years, three years, five years. In fact, we're just, you know, the first round of vaccines went around last spring and last summer, it was this weekend last year that Joe Biden declared his freedom from the vaccine. So, you know, these pilots were totally right to hold off and wait, and they have to. You know, the the the, the they they brought in Fauci. You know, we've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of vaccination, and the safety is clearly established. And Fauci used the word very four times. I'm sure there's a very, 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 very rare exception. But the long-term effects are really essentially non-existent, he says. Now keep in mind, now England's paying out um, settlements. The English government, UK, is paying out settlements for vaccine injuries. Why are they paying out vaccine injuries if the, if the if the side effects are essentially non-existent? For him to say that. And then Fauci says getting COVID is far, far worse than getting vaccinated for absolutely certain. That's not true. That's totally not true. Um, For a healthy person, I would argue natural immunity all day. And you're not allowed to talk about the science. You're not allowed to mention the science. One of the reasons I'm talking about COVID uh, is I'm still a little upset that uh, my podcast, I'm not upset. I'm honored and flattered that Spotify would slap the COVID info warning uh, label on the podcast. Again, we're streaming now on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, the Mothership, Teddy Roosevelt, dot Substack.com. The website Huge Patriot is down. I've gotten some feedback from folks. It's just too much of a turnoff for the people that I want to talk common sense and reality to. The word Patriot is triggering maybe for a lifelong Dem who's really having some second thoughts about the way that their party's going. The Bill Mars of the world, the Elon Musk, the Joe Rogan's, the Glenn Greenwald's. That is the, I've been saying canary in the coal mine. That is the majority of what a lot of these Democrats are thinking uh, right now. And that's where I was five years ago. Teddy, not to alarm anyone, but I was a registered Democrat for decades. And, you know, never, uh, I, I just, there's a lot of things about the Republican Party I don't agree with. Um, and the parties. I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that you must agree with every single talking point and and at point or the extremists of either party will come after you. But most people, guess what? Most people are apolitical or non-political. I mean, 40% of America, 35, didn't even vote. Think about how much, if you're listening to this podcast, like you're into politics or you're into current events or you're into what's going on there's thirty five percent of people in this country who didn't even vote and you could have voted in any way shape or form you wanted. you could have mailed it in early you could have stopped by there was plenty of early voting. you could have done it by land by sea by air. you could have had a mule pick it up and <laughs> take it down for you but man, oh man folks the 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 polarization and the negative talk and the demonization of either party and just have the extremes on either side on social media and out of these protests. And it's really easy for the human brain to, if that's your impression and that's all you see, and especially if you're in a, you know, a real blue or a real red part of the country and you just don't see far left Democrats or good old boy Republicans are out there, you're taking the worst common denominator probably if you're a small-minded person or you're just social media totally it's a funhouse mirror it warps your view of the world so next thing you know i mean tds is a real thing i was just going back with some people on twitter i mean the trump tds extended into medical i mean it extended into all facets of your life where it was good or evil you're on this side or that side trump is hitler we're the resistance um taking the vaccine is uh you know, it wasn't just taking the vaccine. It was showing you care about others. It was TDS-driven. A lot of the zealots, they can't bring themselves... They were so blinded by their hatred from for Trump that they believed anything that was the opposite of Trump was good and righteous and anything the Democrats uh, endorsed was good. And since... I mean... They were in control of of sort of the narrative with COVID, um, based on the governorships and the mayorships. I mean, they have a lot of the big states, California, New York. They have a lot of the big cities, almost all the big cities, and they were that means a vast majority of the of the liberals who live there. They had super draconian COVID laws, and it was a talisman. It was you're wearing the mask. That's you showing, hey. I'm not only trying to protect myself from COVID we're all on the same team I'm on your team I hate Trump and anyone who didn't wear a mask even if you had read all the research and said dude I think it's a net negative to walk around with this dirty mask on my face all day cutting off my my oxygen even if you reach that uh, conclusion TDS would prevent it it's blocking it and that's why you just see people with Mass formation psychosis and cognitive dissonance when it comes to the effects of the vaccine. Hopefully some of you follow me on Twitter at underscore Teddy Brosevelt. I mean, I don't know. Most of my videos get a couple hundred views and it had 30 after two hours. And, 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 and I'm just looking at some of the, the analytics and most of my tweets, you know, I've got 2,400 followers. will get 200 views. I'm looking, but if I utter any of the magic words, um, I could I could either get shadow banned or straight up suspended. And a lot of people, you follow, follow me on Substack, you know the reason why I started the Substack. One of the reasons I'm starting the podcast is the censorship. And that's why I'm on more, more than one place, because you don't know who's going to boot you off at what time. And then sometimes there's a chain reaction where if you just say one thing that goes against the narrative and they all decide they're going to ban you. And it's like the louder you get, the more extreme they, they, they try and shut you down. Like Alex Jones, where he just got banned from everything. And there's a lot of people who are getting banned from banking, you know, banned from raising money, banned from using GoFundMe as a platform, banned from using PayPal, because they're, what, selling patriotic stuff on Shopify? Who knows? Let me take a sip of water here, folks. Special edition. Going into 4th of July. I would say most of the 4th of July is in my adult life. I've had a vacation planned out. Been at the beach. There's nowhere like the beach. There's nowhere like a cookout. Um, there's nowhere like being on the water on a lake. That's where, if I had my choice, I think I have to go out to the lake at at some point. Might have to get get out there super early, but yeah. To all the people going to the ocean, going to the beach, keep in mind if it's only three hours, you can make a day trip out of that bad boy, and you won't regret it. Get up at five a.m., get down there at eight a.m. People will still, you can still walk in, and the breakfast place won't be packed from everyone. Who was staying down there, getting after it from the night before. But yeah, if it's someone, I think I might have just talked myself into going down to the beach tomorrow. What am I talking about? I'm going to have to go down to the beach tomorrow. So I'm in Austin, Texas, Corpus Christi, Port Aransas, not exactly the cleanest beaches you've ever seen. I mean, you can see the oil refining stuff. And then Galveston, like, it, it, it got destroyed by a, a hurricane. But. Those should be some of the nicest, most populated beaches in America. And it's just, oh man, not exactly the cleanest ocean water ever. I mean, I've swam in Jersey and Long Island uh, water too. So that's not exactly clean. Um, LA water's not exactly clean. I've, I've, I've been in that water. Um, Pacific Atlantic and the Gulf. I, Florida's your best bet. I mean, if you're going Key West, I mean, right there down at the tip, there's no industry... South of Miami, there's no factories. There's no oil rigs. So, yeah, if you want to go to the the cleanest beaches, you go to South Florida, Sarasota, Miami. Florida Keys is your – that's your spot. So what else is going on in the world here? Really pissed off about COVID. Did you see this uh, video? I just tweeted it this morning. The EU, the equivalent of the FDA – in the European Union is advising against getting boosters within four months. They're saying it could have a negative effect on your immune system. This is a major TV station. I want to say it was the BBC or Sky News in England. The woman had an English accent. Yes, breaking news. The EU is now advising don't get a booster, two boosters within four months because it would have negative ramifications. Wow. Wow. I mean, why isn't that the number one story? Hold on. Is their vaccine science different? How come their science is different? How come we're suggesting that people get um, them two in a row and then a third as soon as they can? And then, you know, 50-year-old people are supposed to get four. Now, well, they're supposed to get their fifth one, what, in October? They're rolling out these brand new formulated. They're not brand new. It's the old one mixed with a little new Omicron that's going to be totally worthless in 120 days. So, it's, it's all about greed. I thought it was incompetence at first. And these people are very incompetent. There's a lot of cowardice. It's a couple things. It's cowardice. There's a lot of doctors that are afraid to speak up because all the money is at stake. The NIH, if you cross Fauci, Anthony Fauci, it's seriously insane how much money, how many grants that he is in charge of, and if you cross Fauci, he will turn the spigot off, and you won't have any funding, you won't have a job, you won't have a career, you're blackballed, so a lot of this is driven by selfishness, you know, self-preservation and greed, and you have doctors who are 58 years old, you know, they got a wife and three kids, they got a steady practice, are they really going to go out on a limb, I mean... I, I wish I would say that they would, you know, stick by their Hippocratic oath because there are a couple of brave doctors, but Dr. Malone just came out. Robert Malone, oh he's an anti vaxxer, he's a conspiracy theorist. Oh yeah, he got two vaccine shots. I mean, much less that he invented the technology behind that MRNA vaccine and people say, Oh, he didn't invent the vaccine himself. No one's saying he invented the Pfizer vaccine that you're injecting in your arm. No one's saying that. You're 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 extrapolating. We're saying he and he, he was responsible for a couple of the patents that were instrumental behind the vaccine technology, and he wouldn't have patented it if he didn't believe in it, but he believed that they were rigorously testing this vaccine. You know, he feels like an idiot now because the second vaccine knocked him on his ass, and he's still having... I mean, he had to go to the hospital over all the complications that he had, so... He just came out and said, it seems like this is tough to believe, but the more shots that you get, the worse your immune system gets and the less able it is to fight it off. And the worse your outcomes are going to be, not only as you continue to encounter coronavirus, but as you continue to count encounter any sort of virus. And to give you an idea, there's quadrillion times quadrillion viruses. That's right. That's not a typo or a mis- misspeak on a podcast. I don't know what a podcast typo is, a misspeak. That's not a uh, misspeak. Quadrillion times quadrillion viruses that exist on this earth. It's more than stars in the galaxy that we any computer has been able to count. So there's a ton of viruses. Your immune system has to be ready to go. You could be the only person who encountered this virus or the first one to encounter it or the first one to encounter it in decades. Monkeypox. Look at monkeypox. You could be the first person to get monkeypox in your state in decades. So, why is monkeypox going around? Why is Ramsey Hunt syndrome happening? Is it the vaccines? Negative efficacy syndrome? I mean, if you really believe in science and the scientific method, we have to start asking these questions. And I should mention uh the Baltimore Ravens uh Linebacker who died. I was chalking it up since he was young. I said, "Hey, could it have been the vaccine?" No. Um, it just came out today. Cocaine and fentanyl. Jalen Ferguson, 26 years old, linebacker for the uh, outside linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens. Jalen Ferguson died from combination effects of fentanyl and cocaine. So I guarantee he wasn't buying and snorting fentanyl. He bought some cocaine off the street. Some dealer laced it with fentanyl to give him a quote-unquote bigger buzz and it killed like a 245, 250-pound 26-year-old man with three kids. He was just trying to do a couple lines of coke. Could have been at a bachelor party. You don't know what was going on. But he was at home in the best shape of his career. Was ready to, to get a starting role and he died of a fentanyl overdose so let that be a warning to you kids you're you're at a bachelor party in vegas you're still young you're partying someone offers you coke they bought off the limo driver just say no just say no it's just not worth it i mean there's so many people who are dying from an accidental overdose that they thought was xanax they thought was percocet They thought was cocaine and people can press pills. I mean, you have some naive people. They just want to relax. Maybe they have anxiety. They broke up with their girlfriend. Something's bad in their life, their home life, and they just want to take the edge off. They just want to take a Xanax and somebody press the pill in it. And I mean, you're, you're putting your life. If you buy something on the street, you're putting your life that, you know, every step of the way from Columbia or Brazil, or wherever this cocaine came from, over to the United States as everyone steps on it throughout every course of the transaction that no one touched yours. I mean, you're putting your life in your own hands. So, sort of like these pilots. I mean, again, this guy, Dennis Taylor for the Allied Pilots Association last October, let's get back to this. What we're looking for is to ensure there's a pilot in the cockpit. They go, if you suddenly one day have 4,000 plus pilots that are not able to fly, that's a big deal. And he goes, that's worse than this past summer. So he was talking about 2,000. And at this time, most major carriers, United, American, this is October, 2021, Southwest, JetBlue, Alaska, Hawaiian, all said they were going to follow Biden's executive order requiring workers to get the shots. So whose fault is it? It's Biden in the beginning for... Saying, hey, if you have over 100 employees, Walmart, Target, United Airlines, Southwest Airlines, everybody, you have to force your employees to get the vax or get fired. And so the major carriers didn't wait until their pilots unions, um, till their, their their case went through court. They didn't re- wait to hear what the um, district court or the Supreme Court said to see if this was, was even going to hold up. And it didn't hold up. But under Biden's federal vaccine plan, they considered airlines government contractors. So, I mean, United Airlines said, hey, end of September, they had 600 employees refuse to get the vaccine. By October 7th, that was 232. And Delta Airlines said it was 85% at the time. So 15% said... No, and and back in the den, they were like, Delta was saying, hey, we're not sure. We're going to take a wait-and-see approach. And people, travel industry experts, were saying, they have no choice. It's mandate vaccinations for your employees or potentially risk losing government contracts for which Delta are worth many millions of dollars. So, you know, Diane Feinstein, at the time, to give you just a flashback to how crazy it was, she introduced a bill, California Democrat, 89 years old, or 90- Um, that would require passengers on domestic flights to be fully vaccinated. So you would either have to show a negative test result or they want it to be a digital ID. I mean, are, are you kidding me? And I mean, in Canada, they just dropped it. In Canada, they just dropped it like 10 or 12 days ago that finally unvaccinated people could fly. I mean, Trudeau made it October 30th when all this was going on with our airlines, that you had to have at least one dose to fly. So whatever you hear about the flight shortages over holiday weekend, they did it to themselves. It was Biden and the airlines. Biden by forcing this mandate, which was totally illegal and never went through. And the airlines by not telling Biden to go F off. I mean, they all could have said that. They all could have said F off. And it's directly related. Now, we have two, two, two factors going on here. You have to take a physical test every six months as a pilot in order to prove like your physical fitness. You have to take that physical every six months to make sure you're fit to fly a plane. So you have hundreds, if not thousands, of pilots who refused to get the vaccine a and b, the ones who did now it's been seven, eight, nine months. Are those pilots experiencing any minor or major health issues that have banned them from being able to fly a plane? That's a legitimate question to ask. When you look at these Reddit, uh, these Reddit forums where people are just getting knocked on their ass with extreme fatigue for six, seven, eight weeks at a time, they're triple vaxxed. They've been affected with COVID three times, and it seems to be getting worse. And they, they, you know, I really think the discussion has to be hel- uh, held is long COVID vaccine um, side effects that are lasting too long. Because almost anyone who is complaining about long COVID is double or triple vaxxed. It's like they're upset their whole life is covid how come we're not talking about that you think it's the disease there's not a lot of flus that last for six months or respiratory illnesses could it be the vaccine or you're just creating so many spike proteins or antibodies that it's just always creating antibodies and you're always and you're always perpetually fighting off this disease even though you don't have it so i'm looking at flight aware today it's it's bonkers um 22,000 flight delays today. Um, into and out of the United States, 4,100. So 22,000 around the world. I don't know how to put that in perspective. But 4,100 in the U.S. with 384 cancellations. Let's see what we have for tomorrow. Tomorrow there's already 105 cancellations for the United States. So, and already 48 for Sunday. So they're already canceling flights. 389 cancellations. That's a lot of cancellations. When you think about all the people are missing a wedding, missing a funeral, missing their uh, buddy's birthday, um, or they're missing the bus, they gotta fly somewhere and they're taking a bus to Atlantic City from Philly for their buddy's bachelor party, or, you know, they they have to get on the one flight to get on a connecting flight. I mean, how many of these cancellations were, you know, they had to get another flight, so you're talking about Weddings, funerals, um, major events in people's lives, vacations. I mean, your flight gets canceled. You already booked everything. You could have booked reservations. You could have booked a well, hotel, of course. You're prepaying. You know? <laughs> You've know, you got to pay for that night without a room. Um, so there's a lot of misery. They've got a misery map on here. I encourage everyone to go to flightaware.com. And it's so packed right now, the misery map is down. The misery map is down. Uh, and their engineers are working on it because there's so many places that are that are out of it. So it, it is a nightmare but for the everyone to say, oh, it's a quote-unquote labor shortage. Yeah, it's a labor shortage caused by the Biden administration that the airlines just went along with no problem and it was covered on everywhere from CBS News to NPR. They were warning, hey, if we suddenly one day we don't have 4,000 pilots not able to fly, that's a big deal. And they were saying, you know, just American Airlines alone, they had 4,000 that weren't, 10,000 that were, 4,000 that weren't. So absolutely ridiculous. They're not making the connection. But... uh There's some suspicious stuff going on right now, folks, with the labor shortage in general. And again, there's two things. How many people did they force out of the industry? And how many people are suffering negative side effects and ramifications from the vaccine that kept them from being in tip-top pilot health condition? So that's about it here, folks. Uh, 25-minute episode on a Friday, July 1st. Most people are in vacation mode. Teddy Roosevelt's bringing you the latest and greatest national news. I've got a lot of followers and listeners in Austin, Texas that want me to do more Austin stuff, so I think I might spin off, I've got my workflow down, and it's all set up, I've already done it one time, so I might do a national one for 30 minutes and an Austin one for 30 minutes, bringing you one hour, power hour, Um, I'm getting some good feedback, the numbers aren't nearly where I want them to be, but the people who are listening love it, so thank you for anyone who's listened so far. Episode 5 of the Teddy Roosevelt Show, Friday, July 1st. You can find us on the Mothership, teddybrozvelt.substack.com. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and TuneIn Radio. Spotify, we've got the warning label because, you know, they only put the COVID info label on the podcasts that are telling you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me God about COVID. That's all motivated by folks. I'm not motivated by money, fame. Um, certainly, I've lost friends over these opinions. I could be starting a business or making money. I feel like it's my civic, patriotic, and moralistic duty to not let them get away with this. And as more and more facts come out, and I mean, literally the BBC and Sky News is reporting additional boosters damage your immune system. Our government's pushing these on kids. What are we going to find out, um... Six months from now, a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, what is the average life expectancy of a six-month-old who got injected with 50 micrograms of Moderna compared to the six-month-old who didn't? Or what are their health outcomes uh, five years or ten years after they got double-vaxxed as a baby or an infant, a two-year-old infant? I would love to know that data. You'll never find that data out. It's all going to be anecdotal because they made sure to torch the placebo and make sure they never do follow-ups on any of these groups again. So you got to do your homework. I really suggest going to Substack. There's a lot of great people from Naomi Wolf to Dr. Robert Malone, Igor Chudov, um, and one and only Teddy Roosevelt. So everyone have a great 4th of July weekend. I'll try and pop on here for a quick 20-minute episode over the weekend if I get a chance, but I think I just talked myself out of going to the beach y'all have a great fourth. I'll be back before Independence Day. Take care. Bye.